Ladies, gentlemen and others, in today's episode, I have someone, I think I say this too often, but I have someone who really truly would qualify to be in my top three close friends in the industry. Someone whom I met at an event, I want to say about five or six years ago. And she truly opened my eyes to YouTube in a whole different way. This person has been my go-to for very many questions when it comes to the platform of YouTube. And uh, we hope to travel together at some point is the goal for 2023. So, Mridul Sharma, welcome to the pod. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love that little introduction that you did for me. Really cute. I mentioned this in the intro. You're someone that I actually genuinely have reached out to several times when I have questions. Because even though I've been a creator for 12 years, I've been on YouTube only for like five, six years, I think at this point. But you're someone who always knew you wanted to do YouTube. Yeah. How and why and what wanted to get you here and what's keeping you here? I just A lot of questions. Yeah, too many questions. So I started YouTube about seven years ago. I'm going to complete seven years this September. Yeah. And so essentially I started doing YouTube when I was 18. And even before that, I used to blog like you back when blogging was a thing. So before that, two years before that, I used to do blogging. So it's been nine years of me doing this. And um, I actually always wanted to start off with YouTube. But you know how YouTube can be a little bit intimidating. It's easier to write blogs than to show your face on the camera and talk. So um, back when I was 11 years old, I used to watch a lot of YouTube. I've always been a big consumer of YouTube. And ever since I was 11, I used to watch people like um, Bethany Mota. I feel like that's someone, everyone names her name, right? And uh, Lord DIY, Alicia Marie, Remy Ashton, all of them. I used to watch their videos and I would always think that I want to do YouTube. And somewhere I always knew it's going to be a thing in India eventually. And thankfully, it, it did become a thing in India. And yeah, that's how I started doing YouTube. It was kind of slow in the beginning. Like when I started, of course, I feel like that's the case for most people. But then it's been really nice. It's been so fulfilling doing YouTube because I get to kind of exercise all of my passions in a way. Because I feel like I like to do a lot of things like fashion, beauty, makeup. I feel like all of us do, right? Home decor, DIYs. So I get to kind of channel all of my energy there. So it's been really nice. So seven-ish years, almost seven years of YouTube and two years of blogging before Mm -hmm, that. Is that, is blogging something you do at all in your hobby? I, by the way, came to know that you have your blog much later after. I think at that point of time, we were already friends. And I was like, oh, wait, you used to blog. Yeah. So that was like, oh, wait, because I also have my blog and I still go back to it sometimes. I do too, yeah. You know, when I'm (laughs) like, I feel like writing today. Do you go back to that at all? So I actually used to have a Blogspot blog before which doesn't have a lot of posts I feel like it has maybe 10 after which I migrated to a proper WordPress which doesn't exist anymore okay so I can't go back no because it was very expensive so I was like I'm gonna let it go fair enough (laughs) and you weren't if you weren't like looking into it yeah yeah and I actually kind of cringed at my own blogs because I'm not a very good writer you know so I was like I can't do this and it was just too cringy like I I just couldn't so I was like I'm gonna let this go I still have the blog spot live so From time to time, I do go back and read my blogs, cringe a little, feel a little cute. But yeah. (laughs) You are also currently going through, like we're filming this in May. So I know that at the moment you're currently going through this phase where you're doing a lot of throwbacks on your Instagram stories of like older memories (laughs) and blog posts. And I look at that and I'm like, okay, so all of us went through this 
Chugi era of uh, going to like certain areas with graffiti and posing in front of it. Yeah. We've all done that then. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You mentioned that it was really expensive um to maintain a website, right? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like these days video first, there's reels, there's shots internationally out of India in most countries. There's TikTok. Um if there was someone who was listening that wanted to become a content creator, what kind of expenses would you tell them just to keep ready for to yeah. prep for and are there indicative numbers you can give us i feel like it really depends on what kind of content you want to make to start off let's but assume it's someone yeah. like you like yeah. someone wants to do what you do cuz yeah. your your target audience is also a lot of people under the age of 25 yeah 18 to yeah 18 essentially to yeah. yeah so if they wanted to do what you do what would what costs would you keep them prepared for um so i feel like the first thing that you probably need is i personally don't think you really need a camera to mm-hmm. begin I, i feel like if you have a nice smartphone you can just use the back camera and get like a 200 rupee tripod from amazon i feel like that's it you don't even really need an iphone i feel like back in the day the cameras weren't as advanced but like these days all smartphones do the back cameras great i feel like that's all you really need and a tripod and light natural light but if you don't have natural light maybe get a small little light i feel like that you could get for like a thousand rupees max i feel like that's really about it and then if you want to create like fashion content i feel like there are a lot of like jugadu ways to do it i feel like when i was in college i would just go to hill road you know like if you're in delhi you can just go to sarojini and have a budget maybe save up a little bit maybe thousand rupees two thousand rupees a month and then create content out of it and then just use what you really have i feel like in the beginning i feel like staying true to what you already have makes like a huge difference like what you already have what you already love i feel like utilize that and then build upwards i feel like so if i were to put a number on it excluding the iphone or the phone whatever maybe say like 4000 rupees max so it's become a lot more affordable yeah. today yeah then it was. i feel like even then you know i even i didn't start well yeah i i had a nice phone so maybe you know i had that privilege of having a nice phone but other than that i would also just like use my pocket money and you know kind of budget it out and hustle also on the side i would this is a little bit scammy but i would uh, buy sunglasses from hill road for like 100 200 rupees i would go to a salon um the lady the owner was really nice and she would tell me get me these sunglasses and, I, and she would ask me how much they're for and i would be like they're for 1000 rupees <laughs> and i would take the 900 off and every month she would buy like five six sunglasses from me and I would like put that money aside. So, jugadu, <laughs> yeah, full jugadu. Other also, I would also um, offer services. I would make like a little menu card with a head massage, pedicure, manicure. I would have all of that stuff which I already have borrowed from my mom and give her only a pedicure so <laughs> and then take money from her or just like people in my family and then hustle and take that money out and put it into blogging. Okay, so I wanna I want you to paint a picture for someone who again is. is aspiring because i feel like a lot of your audience coming from the younger category i think that we a as influencers in general tend to make it look a lot more glamorous yeah. so if you were to kind of give someone a road map on the reality of it what's your most favorite thing and least favorite thing of doing what you do i feel like i i want to start off by saying i love what i do and i'm so grateful for it so for the most part i never really look at the negative or the cons i love the pros that come with it and i like to focus on that so i feel like my favorite part would be it's a really small one but i feel like at the end of the day when i'm in bed all comfy with my makeup off i love scrolling through my comments and that just like makes me 
kind of realize what I do, why I do, why I do what I do. <laughs> so that's my favorite part for sure. The interaction that you get, the love that you get. Um, so that's my favorite part for sure. My least favorite part, I was gonna say the criticism, but then I feel like over the past one year, I've really learned to kind of embrace it. Now I actually love criticism. I'm like, give it to me. I can work on it. You know. Yeah. So I feel like yeah, I think that there's no full stop to it. Like even when I'm in bed, I'm like thinking about what I could do more. There's no like there's no switch off button mentally. That's totally on me. I don't feel like that comes with the job. It's something you need to learn over time to kind of separate and detach. I feel like that I haven't learned yet. I feel like you're always on. Like. Your brain is always working. Wouldn't you agree? I actually disagree on the path that you say doesn't come with a job because I feel like being a creator, it's 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 a muscle in itself, and yeah. the more you exercise it, the longer you've been a creator, your ability to switch off <laughs> yeah. is kind of like twelve years in. My ability to switch off is kind of out of my control at this point. I feel like there is this inherent feeling of FOMO with content. Yeah, and I I understand the. The need to share, the need to want to share. Yeah. The, but is there is there something that you wouldn't share? Is there a line that you draw for yourself where you're like, okay, this is pushing it. What's yeah. a no go for you? I feel like I don't show a lot of my family. That's something that that I don't. I consciously don't because not because of anything. My parents love being on camera. My parents have a channel together where they do everything. Like they vlog. Even they're really into traveling, so they do a lot of that. So back in COVID, he had a proper. My dad's a professor; he's a chemistry professor. So he would kind of teach also via YouTube because that was the only way to do it. But then he's also moved on to get another channel which does like travel content and just like random wow. stuff. Yeah, and he posts like I think once a day, one short a day. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, coming back to what you asked me, um, I do show my parents, but like in proper but quantity. Yeah, like not too much of it because. I fear the comments. That's the thing because I know I can handle it. I don't really care about comments. I don't want them to go back on a post and read something mean about them. But then, what doesn't that get undone anyway? If they have their own channel, but it's not the that big of an audience, right? Mm. It's it's different because the lesser people, lesser hate. You know what I mean? What's the nastiest comment you've ever read about yourself on your channel? I feel like I even to this date I get a lot of comments like. Kali Kutti, Kali, <laughs> like basically on my color. Like people love calling me Kali, and but I mean now it doesn't bother me. But back when I did start blogging, blogging, um, I was younger. I I had more insecurities, and I actually was not very confident in my skin. But now I'm okay with it. But those comments I get every day. But that's such a harsh yeah. comment, irrespective of yeah. I mean, even worse when you're younger. Now yeah. you know how to deal with it. But yeah. that's such a yeah, it's really mean. Derogative, weird, yeah. backward. Like, what sort of a comment is that? I know. <laughs> Have you ever replied to any of these? No, really I don't. You block? No, I do nothing. I let it be. I'll delete sometimes it if it really bothers me. But now I just let it be. Uh, what's fine. your opinion on that? Because I do. I know that a lot of people get a lot of flack for deleting comments yeah. that are not in their favor. Yeah. Personally, I feel like. Each to their own. I yeah. feel like your platform and your profile is like your little home on the internet. Yeah. And if you want to keep it clean, correct. I guess it should be okay. Yeah. What's your opinion on that? I mean, it really depends. If it's something like Kali and stuff like that, I'm like, I don't care. I'm just gonna let it be. If it's something, if it has like 
like bad words like slangs with like asterisks then i delete because i have a younger audience and i don't want them to see it and also i have a younger cousin who watches my videos really like religiously and maybe if she were to go on the comments i wouldn't want her to read something like that so keeping that in mind i'll delete sometimes but i feel like yeah to each their own it really depends on what i don't block yeah i don't block that's one thing that i don't do i'll reply to the constructive criticism that always, always always yeah always. i love that So when you plan your content you are someone that plans your content in advance. Oh yeah. So can you walk us through a little bit of this process? How it is that you plan your content yeah. as a full-time YouTuber who does a whole bunch of like you do Instagram as well. I Why feel like not? I'm very comfortable with YouTube. I know what I'm doing. I know what works. And I feel YouTube's my home. Let's just begin by saying that. Instagram was never really my focus, but I feel like over the past few years I've realized that it has to be one of my areas me, of focus. Areas of focus, correct? <laughs> so I've been trying to put more love, attention, research into Instagram, but I feel like I still haven't gotten there. Um but let's talk about YouTube because I feel comfortable talking about YouTube. No, but why not do yeah. the same thing on Instagram as you're doing on YouTube? But because I personally feel same content doesn't work on both the platforms. You have to tailor it in a certain way um because i feel like youtube content is very different versus instagram content don't you think so i mean i think so but i want to get your yeah, perspective yeah, yeah. on yeah. it yeah so i feel like you can't of course you can recycle your content and post the same thing on both the platforms but also i feel like you need to make um organic content for each platform mm -hmm. like for example i do a lot of say for example what i eat in a day mm -hmm. for shorts because that does well but i wouldn't post that on instagram mm -hmm. and for example on instagram i would do like maybe like an aesthetic say room tour for example ra really random example but that necessarily won't do well on shorts hmm so i need to figure out what does well on instagram i haven't been able to figure out that aesthetic word of yours <laughs> is a as much as i know there is a there is a fan base that loves your i'm like sometimes i'm like nidul stop it Everything doesn't have to look so aesthetic. I know all the time. I know. I know. IRL. <laughs> that's what I catch myself telling her. Like, yeah. Do you ever stop yourself from doing something really nice organically because you're like, oh, this is not aesthetic. It won't look nice. I anymore. have been trying to because, like, with my shots, that's one thing that I've been like. People want to see the real shit, so I I've been trying to do that for shots. Wherein I usually, whenever I would even do stories, I would switch on my uh, Godox. I would switch on all the lights. I would want the light to be perfect. I would want it to be crisp. So I'm like, snap out of it. It's fine. Thoda kharaab lighting hoga, chalega. People want to see what's happening. You know, like in real time, everything should look real. So I've been trying to do that for shots. I haven't been able to do that for Instagram mm. yet. Hopefully, little bit at a time. Walk us through True. your process of planning, creating, and putting your content into edit. So I feel like this year I've adapted to a newer pattern, which I feel like has been working really well for me. So I have multiple notes on my phone. One of them is twenty twenty three YouTube, which basically just has random ideas that I get. I keep jotting them down. I personally believe whenever you need to make content you need to consume a lot of content also is what I personally feel not to copy paste but I feel like you need to know what's happening in the market what's working for other people and if that's going to work for your channel if you can tailor it in a certain way where it's true to yourself it's what people clearly want right if they're getting views clearly people want to watch that so I feel like I start off by 
in general also i watch a lot of content like throughout the day i catch myself doing my makeup watching youtube videos in fact i even keep youtube videos running when i'm sleeping it's a little creepy at this point but yeah that's what i do so i consume a lot of content after which um there are random ideas that keep coming to me throughout the day or random times during the week so i'll like keep jotting them down and then i'll categorize them month wise because i feel like videos need to certain videos need to be posted because they're time sensitive does if that makes any sense give me sense. an example i feel like for the listeners an example would help for example doing a what i got for my birthday <laughs> would go after your birthday really silly example but no, something legit, like that legit. or maybe like i um would love to do like a mystery box with my friends christmas edition which would obviously go up during the de- month of december ideally so i like to in that notes tab i have a january february march so i like categorize them in which month it could go and also like for example if it's the 15th of a month i'll already start planning for the next month so just before coming this morning i already have my plan ready for june um i usually do between 6 to 8 videos a month usually i'll try to list down 10 videos so that i can figure out like i have a buffer of two essentially whichever is easier for me to do in that month i can cancel out the two push them to the next month that's basically how i do it do you want to also tell us a little bit about how you structure things in terms of a team yeah like how many members do you have who does what what are their job roles like so when there's someone out there who is looking to grow yeah. and scale on youtube because i think one of the things that you've done really well while you started out independently and on your own you were very very quick to hire one of your friends as your manager yeah. you were very quick to build that little ecosystem for yourself that works well for you yeah yeah so how do those um job roles work what is your daily ops like who does what i want to start off by saying that thanks to anam i really have a team because she's been telling me for years get a team get a team but i feel like i was so i was so comfortable i feel like that's the word and i feel like also again i feel like one year has really changed me exactly one year like exactly last year in may is when i felt myself changing like my mindset really started shifting and i kind of accepted change and i also perceived change in a more positive way because i feel like i was so stuck in my ways wherein i was like acha chal raha hai jaisa chal raha hai chalne do hmm. but i wasn't open to the idea of expanding and trying out new things because i was comfortable hmm. but i was like since one year i've been trying to try out new things so exactly again one year ago i got a videographer photographer on board who started off as a freelancer and even now he is a freelancer but we have kind of like a fixed schedule wherein he'll be coming in for at least a fixed number of days so i have that then i have as you mentioned aditya who's been working with me since honestly day one like even taking pictures for my blog he's been taking my pictures for my blog um so he's my manager he's the one who deals with brands who cracks deals for me um who also looks at the back end for my brand simbian skion he's there and then uh, again a year ago i got a creative assistant who's been a blessing <laughs> who's been helping me with everything um executing i feel like that's where because i feel like creating content it it is a very it's a full time job which i feel like a lot of people don't think it is um it's a very tiring full time job i also have an editor but she works remotely yeah that's my little five people team and then of course you have a separate external ca team Correct. legal whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. requirements right? yeah but then of course they work remotely as well these are the people who come in to my studio yeah so 
I want to dive into Simba and Skion a little yeah. bit because I do feel like one of the things that influencers, content creators, YouTubers, whatever you want to call it, um, here in India are now finally looking at as a genuine, you know, monetary revenue yeah, yeah. is um, having your own brand. And yeah. I feel like your brands have been around for a while. Like yeah. for me, Verified is a year and a half old. Mm-hmm. But how old are Simba and Skion's brand? Um, it's been five years for Simba. Because this year, last year rather, we launched our fifth planner. So um, yeah, it's been five years. And then for Skion, I believe it's been three years. Yeah, approximately three years. So yeah, they've been around for a while. However, right now they're going through metamorphosis. Yeah, that that's the word. You guys do put in so much work over there. I know that Aditya works with you on yeah, the brands. Yeah. You're on it. You have a friend who works on it as well. Yeah, he, he does. He's full time with us. Yeah. But how big are your in-house teams for Simba and Skion? So we have Aditya. We have me. We have another one of our friends who works full time for us. And then we have one more person who again works remotely who's on the social media team. We have one more guy who does the logistics and the warehousing shipping out um, the orders. Yeah. So he, again, he goes, he comes to the warehouse every day. So, can you tell us what Simba and Skion are as brands? What do you sell? I started off Simba Lifestyle five years ago with the intention of bringing in makeup brushes in the market because back then, there weren't a lot of makeup brushes that were available. Yeah. So, that's how it started but it very ran- like took a really random turn where now we primarily sell stationery which is it was so random but I had a thought again another product which wasn't um, very easily available back then were planners five years ago planners weren't really a thing in the Indian market I'm sure there were a couple of people doing that but I feel like these days everyone's doing planners there are so many planners in the market so yeah we started off with planners and I feel like planners and Simba lifestyle kind of goes hand in hand I feel like that's um, the first thing that kind of lights up in people's heads when they think of Simba Lifestyle, along with stationery, of course. And then Skion started off, again, very <laughs> randomly, um, wherein I really wanted to do tie-dye. Tie-dye was a big thing during lockdown. And it started off with that, and now we do a lot of really comfortable basics, I want to say. Um, and that's something that I really want to build on. Loungewear is something that I personally live in. That's all I wear. Um, so yeah, that's what we essentially do. Clothing, but like really comfortable, good quality, basic clothing. How many years into your journey as a creator did you decide you wanted to go into the brand space and do this? Because a lot of people, like I'll give you my own example. A lot of people were like, oh my God, are your collaborations going to get affected? Are yeah. your makeup brands not going to want to work with you if you have your own makeup brand? Yeah. And I was very confident in a sense where I said, if anything, this adds more legitimacy to the fact that I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. But was there a conscious strategy, effort, or fear for that matter yeah. when you decided to go into let's say launching Simba because that came yeah, first yeah. I always knew eventually I wanted to start a brand even before I started a YouTube channel I had like a proper five year plan for me wherein I was like I want to start YouTube I want to start a brand and I did that really early on and I had no idea what I was doing honestly when I started I had no idea it was a learning curve for sure I feel like that's a thing with anything new that you do right so I don't sell anything that I promote. Uh, yeah, I don't really promote clothes. I don't like, as you mentioned, for you, um, it was a big thing because primarily on Instagram, at least you do a lot of makeup content. 
so it didn't kind of uh, affect my brand endorsements or anything on those lines but i always knew i wanted to create something that's my own like for example when we create stationery or planners for that matter there's so much love and so much i want to say creativity that goes into it and it's very satisfying and to be able to put your name on it and have that in like a physical form it's uh, it's very very satisfying i mean you would know that out of all people so yeah i always wanted to start a brand and hopefully this is the year where i really take it to the next level because i feel like all these years i've had a brand but i haven't been able to put all of me into it because i've been so focused on my youtube my instagram i feel like i need to get better learn from you to kind of have a nice balance wherein i'm working on both right now aditya was the main one who was handling it to be very honest like the back end all of that the business aspect i would just come in given my creative inputs i want to make this 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 happen and of course when there's a planner happening or when there's a launch happening i'm there for it of course but i feel like i need to get more involved and i will this year Here's me sending you lots of good juju on yes. that. Um, is there anything you wouldn't promote? Like, is there is there is there a collaboration opportunity that you will say, okay, you know what, yeah. money is great, but I'm not going to do this. I don't do like vitamin C capsules, like basically anything that you have to ingest, like, like protein those, powder, like those hair gummies. Yeah, essentially. Drum rolls, please. So it's time for our next segment. Associate this. A fast-paced word association game where my guests get no more than ten seconds to respond. So get ready, get set, associate. Okay, so here on the pod, hmm. we do this really fun game. It's called Associate This, which is basically like a rapid fire. Okay. So I'm gonna throw a few words at you. Okay. And I need you to throw something back at. Me. Okay. Let's go. Aesthetic. I want to say queen. T. I have something to say but I'm just going to say DM because I keep sending you DMs of things that are happening. I am the one who keeps Anam updated with everything that's happening. This is very very <laughs> true. We're breaking every rule of this uh, associate game. this rapid okay. fire game, but it's true. I have to chime in. Uh runway. Lakme fashion week. I don't know why. Dream collab. I want to say Victoria's Secret. I don't know why. Self expression. YouTube. My next word was going to be YouTube. YouTube home. So cute. Yeah. Minimalism, which she is not. Yeah. Not me. Influencer. Anam. I used to like read your blogs and yeah. <laughs> um glamour. Karina, I don't know why. Business woman. Oh, Anam again. I have to repeat it. CEO. Anam. Is there anything you want to say to everybody before going any myths you want to bust? Leave a pink heart emoji in the comments down below if you've made it so far. Thank you very much to everybody for tuning in. Don't forget to rate, review, leave a comment, subscribe, and all of that good stuff. Make sure you come back next week, next Wednesday, for another podcast episode. And thank you, Mrithul, for joining. Thank you for having me. This is my first. Thank you for being my first. I made you your first podcast, Jinity. Yay! <laughs> I'm glad I did it with you. <laughs> Rather. <laughs>